What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the newest edition of Tap Outs and Touchdowns presented by Anchor Podcasts. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making me part of your day. Once again, thank you for, for joining me on this penultimate episode of Season 2 of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Real quick reminder where you can find me on social media, at Tap Outs and TDs on Twitter, Tap Outs and Touchdowns on Facebook, and the email address, tapoutsandtouchdowns at gmail.com. I've got sort of a quick episode this week, uh, not because I'm rushing anything, but because, well... As the penultimate episode is sort of a, a somewhat of a wrap-up show, if you will. Wrapping up what was season two, uh, specifically what was season two in fantasy football. And then we're going to have the season finale of Frick's Picks uh, that we'll get to in the uh, main event of the show. And uh, again, if you haven't been paying attention to social media, there's some exciting news about the winner uh, or closest to winner for Frick's Picks, uh, my edition of Podcast Pick'em for this season. Uh, the opening bell this week, we're going to get straight into what we normally do with the show, um, and that's Bullies, Buys, and Sells, and this is the, uh, the season two finale of Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Uh, this week, I've, I've changed the format of Buys and Sells a little differently because, well, if you're listening to the show, you are probably either into your second week in the playoffs or just now entering the playoffs, depending on your playoff format in your fantasy football league. So there's not really a point in buying and selling individual players, considering that, well, if, if you're in the playoffs, there's no, no way to make, make a trade for a certain player. There's you know, not really any sort of rhyme or reason to, to buying or selling players in the playoffs being this late in the season. Uh, I will say that on the season... Uh, well, well, combined with week 13, on the season, my buys and sells were 57-31. So I'm pretty sure that I gave you more good advice than bad advice. I did have my bad weeks, but I feel like a 57-31 record in my buys and sells is a pretty good line to, to go off of if you're looking for fantasy football advice so that when season three of the podcast rolls around, Maybe I'll get some more people listening to me, and maybe uh, I'll help some teams make the playoffs and or uh, win their fantasy leagues come next season. So again, last week, 7-1 uh, and one on buys and sells, giving me an overall record of 57-31. and 31. I've got some buys and sells for the fantasy football playoffs, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and pre—I'm pre, uh, I'm not, I'm losing the word that I'm trying to say— uh, I'll, I'll give you a precursor that I have not listed any tight ends. Uh, you've noticed on the show, every time I do a buy and sell, I've got a tight end for, for a buy and a tight end for sell. Tight ends are slim pickings. They have been all season. They are every year when it comes to fantasy football. So I didn't feel like there was a need to go into any sort of, you know, maybe you can find this guy or if you've got this guy in your roster, it's time to start him for the postseason uh, but I do have more than the typical four players to buy and four players to sell going into the playoffs. So without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. Um, I've got roughly six players, uh, if not a little bit more to buy, um, around the same to sell. Uh, and and I've, got, I've got three quarterbacks that I'm, I'm going to tell you to buy in. And some of it might be common sense. And, and some, of, some of these players you might have already been starting if you had them. Uh, but nevertheless... Uh, let's just get straight into it. My first buy for the fantasy playoffs for the 2020 season is quarterback Tom Brady. Again, he's currently the number eight best scorer in fantasy when it comes to quarterback uh, quarterbacks this season. Uh, in half of his games, he scored 20-plus. Again, more than likely, if you drafted Tom Brady, you probably started him about halfway into the season. And most weeks it's paid off. On the season, he's got 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, a pretty good mark considering his age and his, the fact that he is playing with a new team, the Tampa Bay Bucks, this season. Uh, the next three weeks, which will be your fantasy football playoffs, he gets the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this week, along with week 17, which are uh, the Falcons are dead last, giving up points to opposing quarterbacks. 
And then he gets the Detroit Lions in week 16. The Detroit Lions are giving up the fifth most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Now, again, if you've got him, more than likely you're starting him unless you've got Tom Brady as your backup quarterback to a, let's say, a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. If you're, if you're fortunate enough to have one of those guys, by all means, I would not, I'm not telling you to start Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I'm telling you that if you have Tom Brady and you are unsure of whether you should start Tom Brady or a different quarterback maybe on waivers or a different quarterback on your roster, uh, Tom Brady's got three favorable matchups. And if you've got a league that plays the postseason into Week 17, uh, again, he gets the Falcons in two of the next three weeks uh, who are giving up the most points to quarterbacks. And again, uh, Detroit, if you are playing your playoffs only to Week 16, He's still got a very favorable matchup in the Detroit Lions. Tom Brady is a must-start, if you ask me, in your fantasy playoffs this year. Next up, I've got, it might be a surprising name, it might not be, and that's quarterback Phillip Rivers. He's probably available in a good, good bit of leagues, and currently he is only the 18th best fantasy quarterback. So unless you're in a two-quarterback league, Phillip Rivers has probably not been a starter for you most of the season. However, think about this stat. Since week six, he has only had two games with under 20 fantasy points. And along that same stretch, 16 touchdowns to four interceptions. Again, uh, similar to where Tom Brady had good matchups, uh, Phillip Rivers has some very favorable matchups uh, in, the, in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, week 15, uh, he gets Houston, which is the seventh worst defense against quarterbacks in fantasy. Uh, and then in week 17, the third worst defense, uh, a very bad defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Admittedly, he has a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 16. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently giving up the second fewest points to quarterbacks in fantasy. However, uh, again, Phillip Rivers uh, has seemed to find his stride with wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. The running game for the Indianapolis Colts is taking off some of the pressure off of Rivers. So again, if your fantasy playoffs go into Week 17, you may look for other options in Week 16 when he plays the Steelers. Uh, But again, you could do worse. A very favorable matchup with Houston this week. I'd be starting Phillip Rivers this week if you have been quarterback streaming the entire season. Uh, Phillip Rivers, again, similar to the way I said about Tom Brady, you could do worse. Then Philip Rivers. The last quarterback I have to buy in for the fantasy playoffs this year is the number 11th scoring quarterback in fantasy, and that is quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Now, people are probably thinking to themselves, well, the Steelers have lost two straight. Well, when it comes to fantasy football, I think this is going to mean a good thing for Ben Roethlisberger because they're going to be playing off for, playing for playoff seeding uh, which means no rest for the starters. Uh, this year with a 17 playoff in each, uh, the AFC and the NFC, there's only one team that gets a bye. Currently that team is now the Kansas City Chiefs after the Pittsburgh Steelers went undefeated before losing to the Washington football team and then losing last week to the Buffalo Bills. Again, uh, similar to what I've said about Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger has very uh Decent matchups going into the final three weeks of the season. Uh, they get Cincinnati this week. Uh, middle of the league against quarterbacks. Roughly seven, ranked 17th in the league against fantasy quarterbacks. But Cincinnati is playing a backup quarterback. I don't believe the offense is going to be able to stay on the field. With the Pittsburgh Steelers means more opportunity for Ben Roethlisberger in week 15. Similar to Phillip Rivers' touch, tough matchup against the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger has a tough matchup against the Colts in Week 16. The Colts rank fifth best amongst giving up points to opposing quarterbacks. But a Cleveland defense, again, if your playoffs go into Week 17, a Cleveland defense giving up the third most points against quarterbacks uh, in the last week of the regular NFL season. Uh, Again, similar stats to the two guys I've already talked about. Ben Roethlisberger has scored 20 or more points in more than half of his games he's played this season. Multiple touchdowns in all but two games, and he's only had multiple turnovers in two games this season. 
So again, very quietly, number 11th best fantasy quarterback. So right outside of the top 10 if you're in a 10-team league, uh, right outside of being an every-week starter. But going into your playoffs, if you've got Ben Roethlisberger on your waivers and you're concerned about the quarterback you currently have rostered, or if, again, you've got Roethlisberger bench, uh, benched as your bench quarterback and you're concerned about the matchup with your starting quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger is a go-to start at least for Week 15. I, I wouldn't count him out for Week 16 against the Colts. And again, if you've got your playoffs going into Week 17, he is a must-start uh, for two of the next three weeks. Moving on from quarterbacks, we've got about four running, three running backs, I should say, uh, that I'm buying in for the fantasy playoffs, and a couple of names are probably going to be uh, pretty common knowledge. Maybe, maybe one or two of them um, maybe be a little surprising to you, but rather than uh, tease you any longer, let's go ahead and get to the first one. And this is probably going to be a name that if you've been paying attention to fantasy football the last couple of weeks, this is a guy that you've probably tried to pick up in order to uh, make your, or at least make a, a dent in your fantasy playoffs. That's running back Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams. Currently only the number 48 fantasy running back, which is not great. I'll give you that. In the last two games, he scored two touchdowns. Uh, he's also combined for a total of 50 carries. Uh, it's, it's showing in the last two games, the Rams have a renewed dedication to the running game. And a, new de- a renewed dedication to Cam Akers. Uh, again, rookie running back out of Florida State. Gets favorable matchups in Week 15 this current week. He gets the New York Jets giving up the 10th most points to fantasy running backs. Uh, week 16, he gets a favorable matchup against Seattle. Giving up, believe it or not, the 11th most points to fantasy running backs. Again, tough matchup with the Cardinals in Week 17. Although uh, in week 13 against the Cardinals, he had a 16-point outing uh, with the Rams. Again, Cam Akers has probably not been on a lot of people's radar. I know there were some people who had, who had drafted Cam Akers uh, on a whim, thinking maybe Cam Akers would be able to provide what Todd Gurley had done for so many years. Some injuries, some, some lingering issues uh, saw Cam Akers lose playtime. The last few weeks, he's been on fire. And if you've got some banged-up running backs, because there are a lot of injuries going on in the NFL right now, Cam Akers is a go-to waiver-wire pickup and a must-start, in my opinion, in your fantasy playoffs. Next up at running back, we've got uh, DeAndre Swift from the Detroit Lions. Again, maybe not be that surprising to everyone, considering that quietly, he's currently the number 22 best fantasy running back which would be good for running back three, uh, good for a flex play in, in most leagues. But outside of the games he's missed from his illness or concussion this season, he has scored double-digit points in all but two games. Uh, again, all the guys that I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, every guy that I'm buying in on this week has favorable matchups, and I'm going to give you the favorable matchups. And with DeAndre Swift, it's no different. Uh, he's got a matchup against Tennessee this week, who's giving up the fifth most points to opposing running backs. Again, week 16, uh, he's got Tampa Bay, who's giving up the eighth fewest points to running backs, and a roughly average matchup against the Vikings in week 17. In the first game against Minnesota, he totaled 99 yards, uh, and I believe he had three receptions in that game, which put him over uh, double-digit fantasy points. So again, if you've got DeAndre Swift, if he's playing, you're starting. Uh, You've been starting him as long as he's been playing, the games that he's missed, Adrian Peterson has been able to come and take some of the goal line uh, carries. on Johnson got into the end zone, I believe, last week. But nevertheless, DeAndre Swift, uh, drafted in the second round out of Georgia last year, is a good fantasy running back to start at least as a flex play in the postseason if you're lucky enough to still be in it and have DeAndre Swift on your roster. More than likely, he's not in waivers. And if he is, I don't know what you haven't uh, been doing by not going to pick him up. DeAndre Swift is a start for your fantasy playoffs. The last running back I'm buying in this uh, for the fantasy playoffs this season is a replacement running back for Saquon Barkley in running back Wayne Gallman. He hasn't scored fewer than 10 points in a game since week six. 
Now, this week, he gets a tough matchup with the Cleveland Browns, who is a top 10 defense against opposing running backs. But he lightens up uh, in week 16, which might be some of your fantasy championships against the Baltimore Ravens. Believe it or not, uh, middle of the pack, 18th best defense against running backs. And Dallas Cowboys in week 17th, giving up the ninth most points to fantasy running backs. Now, since taking over for Saquon and Devontae Freeman, if you remember, Devontae Freeman was picked up to help alleviate some of the load from Wayne Gallman, but he has dealt with his own injuries. Wayne Gallman, again, quietly similar to DeAndre Swift's number 22 ranking, Wayne Gallman is the 29th highest scoring fantasy running back this season. Once again, if most, most standard teams have uh, two running backs on their starting roster, Wayne Gallman wouldn't be more than a, than a flex play. Well, maybe, maybe not so much in week 15, but I know in week 16 and potentially week 17, Wayne Gallman is set up to have a, a wonderful day uh, from a fantasy football standpoint. Again, if you've got Wayne Gallman, maybe temper expectations this week, but if you make it to your fantasy championships in week 16 and or 17, Wayne Gallman would be a great start for you that might win you your league. Uh, going into wide receivers, I mentioned I didn't have tight ends. Uh, I've got a few wide receivers, some quick notes about some receivers to pay attention to for the fantasy playoffs. One is Jarvis Landry, wide receiver from the Cleveland Browns. He has exploded in the last three weeks, catching a combined 22 passes for 257 yards and two touchdowns. Again, matchups against the Giants, giving up the third, uh, 13th, uh, well, I say giving up the 13th, the 13th ranked uh, defense against wide receivers and uh, this current week the New York Jets in week uh, 16 giving up the six most points to wide receivers and although Pittsburgh has been great against opposing quarterbacks they're actually a little bit middle of the pack against wide receivers uh, the Browns get the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 17 uh, currently ranked 18th against wide receivers again if you've been paying attention to fantasy there were a lot of people that gave up on Jarvis Landry. He became available in a few leagues for me this year because he had a slow start. Uh, but after the Odell Beckham Jr. injury, uh, Jarvis Landry finally found his old, fo- found his old form, uh, which was a perfect timing for your fantasy playoff run. And for that matter, uh, the Browns are trying to make the playoffs uh, for the first time in, I believe it's around 15, 16, 17 years. So the fact that he's found his form and has finally finally showed up for this Cleveland Browns offense, Jarvis Landry, I believe, if 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 you ask me, at least again flex play consideration, if not wide receiver two, for the fantasy playoffs this year. Next up, uh, again, uh, he has been on my my sell list a good bit this year, but I mentioned his quarterback, so there's no point in not mentioning him now. Wide receiver T. Y. Hilton, through eleven weeks, he had one game where he had double-digit points. and But in each of the last three weeks, he has had 18-plus, including four touchdowns and 277 yards himself. Uh, he gets a very bad, struggling Houston defense in Week 15. Again, average defense against the wide receivers in Week 16, and another really bad defense against Jacksonville in Week 17. Again, uh, the, the Colts are making it a stride to try to make the playoffs themselves, uh, p- perhaps as a wild card. If not, maybe take over the AFC South from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has, has believe, you know, surprisingly enough, found his own late in the season. Again, if he, he was probably dropped in your league. It would not be a bad pickup to take and start in your flex spot. If not, uh, maybe you've got some banged-up receivers uh, T.Y. Hilton would be a nice plug-and-play for the playoffs because I believe he is going to ride this momentum into the end of the season. Now, last up in my buys is wide receiver uh, Brandon Ayuk from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in seven games this season, he's only played in 10. He has had 13 or more fantasy points. Uh, not much to talk about Brandon Ayuk outside of the fact that you should be starting him. Uh, Debo Samuel is all but getting shut down at this point. Uh, nor George Kittle, uh, probably until the end of the season. And at this rate, I don't see the 49ers making the playoffs. Uh, so if we're being honest, who else is going to catch passes uh, from the backup quarterback in San Francisco? Uh, in his last three games played, 
22 receptions, 289 yards, and two touchdowns. And again, with no Debo Samuel, no George Kittle, there seems to be no slowing slowing down for Brandon Ayuk with games against Dallas this week. Arizona, which again, if you look at Arizona's defensive backfield, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup next week. But he's got the Seattle Seahawks in Week 17 who have struggled against the pass this season. Brandon Ayuk, once again, uh, if you've got some banged-up receivers, if Ayuk is available in your waiver wire, or if you've got Ayuk stashed on your roster, he would not be a bad start. I'm buying in on Brandon Ayuk for the fantasy playoffs. So there's your fantasy football buys. And without taking a break, I'm going to go straight into the sells because, again, there's not much to discuss here. But, uh, but, but you know, we've, we've, we've got some, some interesting names here that might surprise you, might not. Uh, but without further ado, we're just going to go into uh, Bully's Bully Sells. Uh, for the fantasy football playoffs, and the probably the the name that hurts me the most uh, is possibly because the last few weeks he essentially uh, didn't show up the way he had showed up all season, uh, and unfortunately I missed the playoffs by one game in one of my leagues as a result, and that's quarterback Justin Herbert from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert has had three straight divisions games ahead of him. Now he did well in his first games against them all. Uh, now he's got a, a returning Austin Eckler. Uh, to, he's, he's got a game this week where Mike Williams is not expected to play. Keenan Allen is a true game-time decision, but even if he plays, he's more than likely going to be a decoy. Both of them are battling injury. Now, in his first eight of his first nine starts, he had 20 or more fantasy points. Unfortunately, I mentioned it a second ago, he hasn't scored 20 in either of his last three games. Uh, this, this stretch also includes three touchdowns to four interceptions. Uh, there's a very good chance that he picked up Justin Herbert early in the season, uh, got you to the fantasy playoffs. Unfortunately, he's not going to win you your league title. Uh, if you've got, if, if there's somebody else, I, I'm not starting Justin Herbert if I'm in the postseason right now. I do not feel confident if I don't have a choice but to start Justin Herbert. Uh, so I'm selling Justin Herbert in the fantasy playoffs. Next up is, is the only other quarterback that I've listed, uh, and his quarterback, Matt Ryan, may or may not be surprising to you, uh, but I had, to, I had to put it because a lot of people like Matt Ryan. They like his ability to put up points, uh, but this year he's been very inconsistent. He's only had four games with 20 or more fantasy points, but comparatively, he's had three games with less than 10. Uh, his next three games are against a tough Tampa Bay Bucks. I mentioned that when I was talking about buying in on Tom Brady. Well, Matt Ryan has to play a tough defense in Tampa Bay in weeks 15 and 17, and then Kansas City in week 16. Uh, Kansas City trying to stay on target to maintain their number one seed in the AFC. The Bucs trying to maintain a playoff bid uh, as a wild card. I don't know if they're going to catch these New Orleans Saints. However, again, really tough matchups for Matt Ryan moving forward. Uh, tack on the fact that he's got no consistent run game to help him out. Todd Gurley looked like he was returning to form, and it appears that the arthritic knee has affected him once again. Uh, and then Brian Hill, and you could argue that Ido Smith, Ido Smith, however you pronounce his name, they're not going to be able to give him that production that they need to be able to take pressure off of Matt Ryan. Uh, on the season, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, combined those 11 picks with two fumbles on the year. Uh, Matt Ryan, just not a good not a good play. Hopefully, if you've got him, you haven't started him for quite some time, and hopefully you're not starting him in your playoffs because I don't expect you to do well in your fantasy playoffs if you're having to, to start Matt Ryan. Next up, you've got uh, – we're, we're going to get into running backs, and another one that hurts me because he did so well for me for a few weeks, and that's running back Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's been banged up a good bit of the back half of the season, uh, let's be let's be honest. He's, there's no guarantee he plays all the next three games. He's questionable going into week 15. Uh, and, and not to mention, let's let's look at his matchups. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, again not great against the run, uh, but it's a divisional matchup and a, and a tough game. Nevertheless, he gets Miami in week 16. Uh, if he plays that game, Miami's got the 11th fewest points given up to fantasy running backs. And then the Denver Broncos again. Middle of the pack, but once again, a division game. 
banged up Josh Jacobs, it doesn't bode well. Uh, in this season, he's had multiple touchdowns in only three games, and he has only scored a touchdown in five games uh, this season. And if, if we're going to look even even further into the stats, he didn't score more than 14 points in a game where he didn't score a touchdown, meaning that his double-digit points are very, very highly contributed to by touchdowns. However, he's only scored in five games. He's not finding the end zone a whole lot this year. In the last three games that he has played, he's only rushed for a combined 131 yards. Uh, in the same stretch, he's get recorded seven receptions uh, for 51 receiving yards. Uh, not great numbers considering that, well, he hasn't scored. So he's not getting a whole lot of yardage. He's not getting a whole, he's not finding the end zone. Uh, he's consistently not hitting his projections. It makes him a risky play at best uh, for your playoff roster. Again, uh, I mentioned a couple names earlier in Cam Akers, Swift and Gallman. Uh, hopefully you've got someone that you can play instead of Josh Jacobs, uh, who you probably drafted within the first three rounds this year, which is unfortunate because more than likely he's not going to help you win your championship. If you're forced to start him, uh, Godspeed, because it's not going to work out for you. Same for the next guy. Matter of fact, it's really going to be same for the next three guys. I've got three other running backs to talk about. Um, the next one uh, should be no surprise if you've been watching or, or playing fantasy football this season, and that's running back James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he has not scored more than 20 fantasy points since week three. He has not scored a touchdown since week eight, and he has not rushed for more than 100 yards since week six. Of those of, of 100-yard games, he's only had three uh, total this season. In his last four games, he has scored in double digits or more than 10 points only once. And again, if you're still starting Connor and in the playoffs, more power to you. Uh, he's got, you know, Cincinnati in week 15. In this first game against the Bengals, he only had 36 rushing yards. A really tough defense in Indianapolis in week 16. And then he's got the Browns in week 17. His last 100-yard rushing game was against the Browns, but I'll leave, I believe it was only 101 yards. And again, that game is going to be a, a slugfest. I don't believe that game to be a high-scoring game considering both teams are going to be more than likely playing for not only their division, but for a playoff spot, uh, especially for the Browns, who are looking to make the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Next up, probably a name that you're not going to be surprised with, but if I had told you this name in the beginning of the season, you probably would have called me crazy. Ezekiel Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys has not scored a rushing touchdown since week five. And on the season, he has only had two receiving touchdowns, his last game, uh, his last receiving touchdown coming in week 11. He has only had one 100-yard rushing game all season, and somehow, once Dak Prescott got injured, you expected him to sort of take on the, the role of that, that, well, he is the offense of the Dallas Cowboys, and that has not happened. Uh, again, the next three games, he has got some tough matchups. The Niners, the Eagles, and the Giants. Again, I know the Eagles, I know the entire NFC East is a, is a dumpster fire right now. However, the Giants have been playing very good defense. The Eagles have been playing pretty good defense, and the Niners, even though they don't have an offense to speak of, have a very good defense. Uh, again, Ezekiel Elliott, considering that he hasn't had a lot of production in the back half of the season, if you've got him and you've made your fantasy playoffs, you've probably been starting him reluctantly. I'm telling you right now, as, as big of a name as he is, and knowing the, the just downright skill that he has, it's hard to bench him, but if I've got Ezekiel Elliott and I'm in the playoffs, I'm not starting him. Considering the three matchups he has and his lack of production, Ezekiel Elliott is riding my bench through the end of the playoffs. Uh, the final running back I've got, probably a name that you haven't heard of, or not heard of, but you probably haven't heard about in the last few weeks, uh, and, and that's Raheem Mostert from the San Francisco 49ers. He started off the season as the starter, and a very promising start of the season after back-to-back 20-plus -back point games. Uh, but he's been banged up most of the year, as well as all of the 49ers offense has been. When I mentioned Brandon, buying in on Brandon Ayuk, they've been missing Debo Samuel the most of the season, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Raheem Mostert has, has been part of that injury bug for the Niners. Um, in five games he's played since week two, only two games has he scored 10 or more fantasy points, and only in one of those games was thanks to a touchdown. That touchdown got him over the 10-point mark. Um, once again, he, he got injured last week. You're not really sure uh, what's to, what to expect out of Raheem Mostert. He may not play this week. San Francisco might get to the point where they just shut him down. Again, if you've had Raheem Mostert, you've probably been really disappointed considering he showed promise the first two weeks of the season. Then he was injured. You probably didn't feel comfortable about starting him off of injury, and so you're probably not starting him now. So it's probably not much of a surprise when I tell you to sell on Raheem Mostert. But if you were planning on, well, you know, making the playoffs, and I've got Raheem Mostert, he's a starting running back for a, for a team with a struggling offense. They're going to feed him the ball. Well, they're not going to feed Raheem Mostert the ball um, and, and so I'm selling on Raheem Mostert. Now, I believe I've got four wide receivers to go over. Uh, some pretty big names here, or at least, at least a couple of them are. Uh, so without further ado, the first name I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell on in the fantasy playoffs is Devontae Parker. Uh, dealing with a hamstring injury currently, uh, these injuries tend to, to, to linger, regardless of how bad the severity of the injury is. Uh, Debo Samuel is a prime example especially considering that, that it's been well documented that hamstring injuries are very prone to re-injure. Uh, so even if he does come back and play, he could run two routes and re-injure that hamstring. Uh, his fantasy output this season has been inconsistent at best. Uh, there was a time where Devontae Parker looked like he was going to have his breakout season we've all been waiting for. He's only had one game with more than 20 fantasy points. Compare that to five games with under 10 and only four touchdowns on the season. Combine all these, these stats with the fact that he's got a, a really tough matchup against Stephon Gilmore and the New England Patriots in Week 15, giving up the fifth-fewest points to wide receivers. The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, again, middle-of-the-pack defense, but nevertheless, when you've got a banged-up receiver, even a, a, a middle-of-the-pack defense can, can probably do a decent job of isolating a wide receiver, and then the Buffalo Bills giving up the 12th fewest points to uh, wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, in my opinion, Devontae Parker has already been a low in flex uh, most of the season. Uh, I, if you're, if you're, again, if you're in the playoffs and you've got Devontae Parker, I'm hoping you've got him on your bench. I hope you're not starting him because he's not going to be reliable for you uh, when you try to win a championship this season. Next up is going to be probably a very surprising name to you, and it's wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, Tyler Lockett. In his last three games, he has had 14 receptions for 138 yards with no scores. It's very clear that DK Metcalf has taken over as the lead wide receiver for the Seahawks offense. Uh, again, I mentioned he had 14 receptions. It doesn't seem terrible, but only 130 yards to speak of. I believe Tyler Lockett can be a really, really monstrous PPR wide receiver if he can convert all of these touches and all of these uh, these receptions into the yards. Uh, once again, I, I mentioned it before, I'll mention it again, uh, Washington, uh, the Washington football team this week is who the Seattle Seahawks drew. Uh, they've got the fourth toughest defense against wide receivers. The LA Rams in week 16, with the number one team against wide receivers, and then in week 17, if you've got your fantasy championship that week, the takes on the 49ers, giving up the 10th fewest uh, points to wide receivers. Again, Tyler Lock is no longer the number one wide receiver. Uh, that belongs to DK Metcalf. Combine that with the fact that he's got three top 10 defenses against wide receivers coming up. Tyler Lockett, again, you're probably starting him, but I'm not confident about starting him. And if there's a chance that there's a better receiver on your roster, uh, I, I'd be going, I, I, I'd almost consider benching Tyler Lockett at this point going into your fantasy championships. Another name that will probably surprise you to be on this list is wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings, Adam Thielen. I mentioned Tyler Lockett is no longer the number one option in Seattle. Adam Thielen is number, no longer the number one option in Minnesota. That goes to Vikings rookie Justin Jefferson. Before the Tampa Bay uh, dud game that he just had this past week, 
he was having a pretty pretty stout uh, run there. Five touchdowns, twenty receptions, and two hundred and forty-one yards. But were against uh, but those games uh, were against Chicago, in which two of his four receptions in that Chicago game were touchdowns, uh, and the Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars both awful on defense. I mentioned it earlier. Speaking of someone's matchup against Jacksonville coming up, uh, Jacksonville is terrible on defense, as is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so he was able to put up those numbers against really tough defense or really really awful defenses. Whereas the next few weeks, he gets Chicago uh, again in week 15. I don't believe he's going to get into the end zone twice like he did in their first matchup. Uh, He's going to play the New Orleans Saints in week 16. Eighth fewest points allowed to wide receivers. Uh, And then the Detroit, arguably a favorable matchup in week 17. But if you're, you're like a lot of us, uh, week 17 is not your championship game. It's week 16. And again, the next two weeks, he's got pretty pretty unfavorable matchups uh, for Adam Thielen. I mentioned it a second ago. He's not going to get in the end zone twice against the Bears. Uh, and again, the Saints are going to lock him down. Uh, Adam Thielen is a, is a to me, a non-starter uh, for your fantasy playoffs. Last but not least, uh, I've got a wide receiver. Probably not going to be surprising to you. Uh, and that's wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, Tyler Boyd. Uh, he honestly, he absolutely killed it with Joe Burrow at quarterback. Uh, not so much since Brandon Allen has uh, taken over uh, with Burrow going down when his knee exploded a few weeks ago. Uh, again, he draws tough divisional games uh, in week 15 and 17. He gets the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 15, the Baltimore Ravens in week 17. Now, he does get a favorable matchup in week 16 against Houston uh, but again, without Joe Burrow at quarterback, uh, Joe Mixon currently on IR, uh, they're, they're, they're just not a good offense, and I don't see them staying on the field all that much uh, to give Tyler Boyd all that many uh, opportunities. In his last five games, he has only had uh, one touchdown. Uh, his only uh, reception against the Dolphins uh, was a long touchdown pass that he would eventually get ejected from that game. Uh, without that, three of his five previous games, we would have seen under 10, uh, 10 fantasy points. Um, hopefully, again, you've benched him after uh, Joe Burrow went down. Uh, and again, hopefully you've got some better options headed into your playoff games than wide receiver Tyler Boyd. So real quick, I'm going to try to do a real quick recap. Uh, forgive me for speaking fast, but I went into depth on every one of these players. Your fantasy buys for your the or, or bullies buys I should say for the fantasy playoffs week uh, for, for the year 2020 quarterbacks Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, running backs Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, and Wayne Gallman. I'm buying in on wide receivers Jarvis Landry, T.Y. Hilton, and Brandon Ayuk. My bully sells for the fantasy playoffs in in 2020. A quarterbacks Justin Herbert and Matt Ryan. Running backs, Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, and Raheem Mostert. And then wide receivers, Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, and Tyler Boyd. Hopefully, if you've got the guys that I've told you to buy in on, you're, you're able to start them this coming, uh, or at least these coming next few weeks. And if you've got anybody that I'm selling, hopefully you have someone to be able to replace them in your lineup because it's not going to go well if you try to start these players. So that's been your season finale of Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Hopefully uh, my advice will will help you at least make some decisions when it comes to setting your lineups for your fantasy playoffs over the next two to three weeks. Coming up next, like I said, a quick show, the main event of the evening, the main event of the show, we've got a supersized edition, uh, the season finale of Frick's Picks. Coming up next right here, on tap outs and touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back for the main event of the evening. That's right, the season finale, Frick's Picks, week 15 of the football season, a supersized edition of Frick's Picks. That's your podcast pick'em for tap-outs and touchdowns. 
A little bit of some standing changes, but before we get into that on the season, uh, yours truly, Bully Rye, sitting at 40 and 16, while the Buddies collectively have fared 31 and 20. Unfortunately, I don't think the Buddies are going to be able to catch me as a whole, but let's take a look at the individual standings and see if anybody is going to be able to catch me. Now, before I get into the standings, I should mention that if you haven't been following me on social media, I mentioned on my Facebook page that if anyone is able to catch and beat me in Frick's Picks this year, or uh, the the second place to me if, if I end up winning on the year, will get 20 to 30 minutes of their own airtime on this show. They'll get to speak about whatever they want to. I'll obviously be joining in the conversation, but they get to pick the topic and they get to interact on the show themselves. So some, so some big stakes on the line here in the final week of Frick's Picks. And another reason why I decided to supersize the picks, I have got five games from both college and pros to really shake it up a little this week and see if this changes uh, the standings at all. Uh, so getting it again, so now, now that I've mentioned that, getting into the standings going into the final week of Frick's Picks, I still sit currently on top of the standings at 40 and 16, good for 71.4% pick completion or, or pick correction. I'm, I'm not even really sure how to say that. Correct picks? Anyway, nevertheless, Derek Pauly was able to, to jump up and tie me in win percentage at 71.4%, sitting at 25 and 10 on the season. Uh, Sam Morris was able to jump up two spots considering she didn't make picks. 13 and 7, good for 65% on the year. Alex Mims dropped from 3 to 4. Uh, Alex sits at 22 and 13, good for 62.9% uh, completion. Uh, Matt Buck was able to jump up one spot. 31 and 20 on the year, good for 60.8% uh, correct picks. Uh, Chris Hall, also who hasn't made picks in quite some time. Unfortunately, I, I'm probably not going to include him on the final standings. Sitting at 9 and 6, good for 60% correct picks uh, on the season. Greek sits uh, steady at number 7, 26 and 19 on the year, good for 57.8% correct picks. Aaron has fallen five spots from 3 to 8, 11 and 9 on the year, good for 55%. And then tied at ninth, we've got Ryan Lapino, who fell two spots, along with Kirk, who, thanks to being tied with Lapino now, uh, has moved up a spot. Both are 13 and 12 on the year, good for 52% correct picks made. Now, again, I mentioned I've got five games from both college and the pros to pick this week, and that is in part to the fact that it's conference championship games in college football this week, along with some games that were uh, postponed to this week to be played. But we're, we're going to pick the conference championship games in college football. So without further ado, let's get right into it. The SEC Championship will feature the number one Alabama Crimson Tide against the number 11 Florida Gators. The Gators coming off a huge loss uh, to the LSU Tigers. I'm not going to make one of those, uh, those stupid punny jokes uh, about the shoe that was tossed that would eventually cost Florida the game. Uh, I will say that it is a clean sweep. All of my buddies, along with myself, have taken Alabama over Florida. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's going to be close. If a, if a lackluster team like LSU can upset Florida, even with the help of a, of a cleat, th uh, cleat toss, Alabama should run a uh, rough shot over Florida in the SEC championship game. The ACC championship game features a rematch from earlier in the season where number two Notre Dame was able to knock off an upset, uh, now number four, but previously number one Clemson. Uh, once again, a clean sweep. Uh, nobody believes that Notre Dame is going to be able to beat Clemson twice, as all of my buddies, all of Bully's buddies and myself, have taken Clemson in the ACC championship game. Moving on to the Big Ten championship game, uh, there is one difference, and it's me versus my buddies. Uh, we, we see a number 15 Northwestern taking on number three Ohio State. Uh, everybody has taken Ohio State. I don't know if it's more of a I hate Ohio State pick or if it's I really think Northwestern can pull the upset and knock Ohio State out of the playoffs. 
I am the only one to take number 15 Northwestern, while all of my buddies have taken number three Ohio State. Uh, moving on, the Big 12 Championship features number 12 Oklahoma taking on number eight Iowa State. Oklahoma has had an up, up and down year. They are, I wouldn't say going through turmoil, but they are going to be going through some, some coaching changes in the weeks to come as their assistant head, uh, our assistant head coach, Shane Beamer, has taken the job at the University of South Carolina as their head football coach. Uh, it, it didn't make much of a difference to the Buddies. The Buddies as a collective are taking Oklahoma. The only two Buddies that are taking Iowa State are Greek and Sam. I myself have also taken number eight Iowa State to finally win themselves a Big 12 championship. I'm not sure the last time a team not Oklahoma or Texas has won the Big 12, but I would love to see Ohio State get this win. I'm taking Iowa State over Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. Last but not least, is probably going to be a championship game that has never been talked about as much as it is now. Number 17, Louisiana Lafayette takes on number 9, Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship. Now, a lot of my pickers are from uh, South Carolina. Matter of fact, I believe all of them, but maybe the exception of one, are from the state of South Carolina. And they have all taken number 9, Coastal. I would love to see number 9, Coastal, uh, take it. I just think that their Cinderella season will come to an end in the Sun Belt Championship as I've taken Louisiana Lafayette to upset and knock off Coastal Carolina for the Sun Belt title. Again, I'm the only one to do it. So we'll see if this doesn't affect, uh, affect some of the standings and affect some of the, uh, uh, you know, some of the picks. Again, looking for some possible shakeups, seeing if anybody can, can overtake me for that number one spot. So there's your conference championships in college football. Moving on to the NFL, we've got a Thursday night game on, on, on the docket. We've got a Saturday, a Saturday football game, believe it or not, and then some, some pretty, pretty exciting matchups, or at least prior to, uh, to today, some pretty exciting matchups in the NFL. So let's get right into it. Uh, first up, we've got the Thursday night game with the L.A. Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, going into this game, I mentioned it in the previous segment in the season finale of Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Uh, Mike Williams is not expected to play, and I believe Keenan Allen is going to be nothing more than a decoy in this game. I have taken the Las Vegas Raiders, ha- as has the majority of the pickers. Greek and Aaron, Aaron, are the only two to take the Chargers in the Thursday night game against the Raiders uh, this week. Next up on the docket, Saturday game between the Buffalo Bills playing at the Denver Broncos. Uh, considering the Denver is, is halfway decent, uh, their defense is okay, their, their offense is middle of the road, uh, they've got some weapons on offense. I was hoping to get some, some differential here, but nope, uh, similar to the SEC and ACC championship games in the college picks, it is a clean sweep for the Buffalo Bills to take out the Denver Broncos this week. Next up, we've got an NFC North matchup between the Chicago Bears traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. A little bit of a, of a difference here. I myself have taken the Chicago Bears. I believe they've, they've just been playing well enough uh, to be able to go on the road and take out the Vikings. Uh, I I'm, I'm shared that opinion with Kirk, Greek, and Ryan Lapino, uh, whereas the Buddies collectively are going to take the Vikings as Buck, Polly, Aaron, Sam, and Alex have all taken the Vikings to continue their, their hot streak and take out the Chicago Bears. Another game I was, I was probably more excited to watch at the beginning of the season, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs going to the New Orleans Saints. Earlier in the week, it was, it was reported that Drew Brees had returned to practice. Would have loved to have seen a Drew Brees versus Patrick Mahomes game, but it was also made very clear that he still has a long way to go more than likely is not going to play. I believe I read a report that, that uh, Michael Thomas has not uh, practiced or at least has been limited in practice this week, uh, which leads me to take the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to win pretty solidly over the New Orleans Saints. And once again, I was kind of hoping that we would get some, some differential here, but similar to the Bears, or I'm sorry, similar to the Bulls and Broncos, a clean sweep for the Chiefs over the Saints uh, this week 
in uh, what would have been a nice quarterback matchup, uh, probably not going to see it. Finally, up on the docket, uh, we get the Cleveland Browns at the New York Giants. Uh, The New York Giants, uh, the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, was diagnosed with COVID. Means that the former coach for the Cleveland Browns, Freddie Kitchens, will be calling the plays against the Browns this week. And with Daniel Jones expected to miss this game again, we're going to see former Browns quarterback Colt McCoy start against his former team in the New York Giants. Uh, Kirk believes that that's going to be enough to knock off the Browns. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of my buddies and myself have taken the Cleveland Browns to win pretty solidly over the New York football Giants. So, guys, that's been, uh, I, I said, you know, from the, from the onset, this is the penultimate episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Uh, we're going to have one more episode where we really, really collectively end the season. I'm not going to go over uh, where I was right and wrong when it comes to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I will go over, uh, I will summarize basically the, the Frick's picks to kind of show where everybody finished on the season because uh, it it's, it's been fun for me. I hope it's been fun for you uh, to, to listen, and I hope it's been fun for the pickers to see how well they could, they could pick against me uh, along with the rest of my buddies. And then, again, a feature for the next episode, the Season 2 finale, is the either the winner of Frick's Picks or the second place uh, person, who the, the second place finisher in Frick's Picks will have themselves a little segment and we'll have a conversation uh, surrounding whatever they want to talk about. So it should be interesting, never, you know, to, to say the least, because uh, I have no idea what's going to be coming from whoever it is that either wins or finishes just underneath me in the standings. So I hope you've enjoyed the penultimate episode of Season 2 of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, and I hope you join me for the season finale coming soon uh, to wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, find me on social media at Tap Outs and Touchdowns on Facebook, at Tap Outs and TDs on Twitter, and tapoutsandtouchdowns at gmail.com is the email address. If there's anything that you want me to cover in my season finale or if there's anything that you would like me to cover going into season three, which should be launching sometime early 2021. Uh, so for Anchor and Tap Outs and Touchdowns, it's your guy, Bully Rye. Uh, thanks for listening. Hashtag ELE. Everybody love everybody. Peace.